0: May be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning is the epistle lesson appointed for this morning from Ephesians six, ten to twenty, which was read earlier. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Dr. Kemmerer one of our church's greatest homileticians used to teach his seminarians that each textual sermon can be divided into three parts. Goal, malady, and means. What is the goal that the text would have us reach? What is the malady or obstacle which might hinder us from reaching that goal? And finally, what is the means God provides for us to overcome that obstacle and thus reach the goal? Pretty simple. Yet not every text lends itself so nicely to this approach. But our text this morning does. The goal, malady, and means approach practically jumps out at us the goal hold your ground stand there's a battle going on out there someone's trying to push us around so hold your ground stand the malady the devil and all his evil ways he's the bully who's trying to push us around and he's a pretty strong bully He's made it difficult for some Christians to remain firm in their faith. The devil can be a scary power to deal with. I don't know about you, but devil movies scare me more than the -the run-of-the-mill violence movie. Unfortunately, violence has become so predictable in our culture. But the devil and his evil border on depraved absurdity. He is unpredictably and abnormally nasty that old evil foe cannot be taken lightly but he can be taken and he has been taken by our Lord Jesus Christ and now our Lord provides us with the means to overcome this malady and thus reach our goal Our Lord provides for us armor, spiritual armor. And our text encourages us to put on the whole armor of God. Some of you know that my favorite sport is football, and nothing reminds me more of the need for armor in battle than a football equipment room. I mean, there's offensive armor, like shoulder pads. There's defensive armor, like helmets, and these are necessary for battle. Now back in the day when I played football, there was this meat drill, uh, which was designed to teach us to hold our ground. I would stand in between two pylons, and then the coach would send player after player running full speed to try to knock me out of that spot. I can't imagine doing that without the armor of football equipment just like I can't imagine standing my spiritual ground without the armor of God. And it's right here, just waiting to be put on. Verse 14 of our text reads, Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. For the Roman soldier, the belt served two purposes. First, it would hold the various pieces of clothing and the various pieces of armor together in one place. And secondly, it allowed freedom of movement. Our spiritual belt is truth. And not just any truth, but God's truth. The truth is we are helpless sinners. The truth is Jesus is our gracious Savior. And that truth is our only hope. As we turn it all over to the Lord, we can keep it all together when the devil tries to accuse us with our sins. We can stand firm by claiming Jesus as our Savior. Martin Luther used to say that when the devil tries to accuse you, just remember your baptism. Can't take that away from you. And there you were sealed, a child of God, and that's the truth. Now wear that truth as a belt around your waist, and you will have the freedom to move around as a redeemed child of God. Then Paul says, with a breastplate of righteousness in place. Now the breastplate covers the heart, the center and source of life and we are covered. Our hearts are covered by Christ's righteousness. We certainly wouldn't want to cover our hearts with our own good deeds. They are at best filthy rags. The devil knows that, and the devil attacks that. But as we wear the breastplate of Christ's righteousness, the devil's advance is turned away Much like in those old vampire movies, uh, Dracula retreats at the sight of a cross. No part of the body should be left unprotected in battle, not even the feet. So Paul writes, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. This good news of peace and feet are connected elsewhere in scripture. Remember when the prophet Isaiah wrote, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Those who preach and teach are fitted with the same peace that they bring to us. And our eagerness for that peace to protect our feet is reflected on how we treat those who bring it. Lose the messenger, you might miss the peace. And it's such a wonderful peace. It's a peace which surpasses all human understanding. With the gospel of peace on our feet, we can have good footing even in the immoral mud of moral relativism. Verse 16, Paul writes In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows. Of the evil one. The Roman soldier was equipped with two types of shields a smaller one for close hand to hand combat, and a larger oblong one which covered the whole body from such things as arrows. Faith protects our entire being from the attacks of the devil. Faith in Jesus Christ makes us almost invincible. I mean, even the crises in our lives like death and divorce, disease and discouragement can be sustained as we seek shelter behind the shield of faith. Paul says, take salvation as your helmet. An uncovered head is the most visible and vulnerable part of the body in battle. And the devil wants our heads. But salvation protects our heads as a helmet. Sin and death are the mortal head wounds the devil inflicts, yet salvation protects us from these. We are safe from the condemnation of our sins and The eternity of death now because Christ suffered our mortal head wound in our place on the cross. Actually, it turned out to be a foot wound. The divinely dramatic twist is actually the devil who suffered the mortal head wound. God foretold this victory in Genesis 3:15 when He said, "He, Jesus, will crush your head, and you, Satan, will strike his heel." Christ suffered, but Satan is defeated. We too may suffer the temporal consequences of our sin and the temporal experience of death, but our helmet of salvation protects us from their permanence. Let's get offensive. Let's take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Let's fight. There's plenty of evil. In society. There's plenty of moral decay which needs to be fought with God's word, but let's not forget to use God's word to cut out the evil within. When we become obsessed with judging those around us, the devil sneaks in behind us. Use God's word to fight off bitterness, resentment, anger and despair get into the bible it's a wonderful weapon and when you have it you actually have christ who is the word made flesh fighting for you and finally paul says and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests prayer is our link to God. It keeps us connected. And not only does prayer remind us of our need for God and our daily struggles and battles, but it opens the doors of the arsenal of all of God's resources. And we can pray for these resources for our fellow Christians who are also struggling in battle. Well, there's armor. It's right there. It's right there for the asking. In our spiritual struggles, we can either wallow in self-pity, saying, poor me, or we can put on the whole armor of God. Ask, and it will be given unto you, and you will be able to stand your ground until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen.